0: back to Easy Email Marketing. I'm your host, Yao Kion, And in today's episode, I am going to talk to you about the four biggest mistakes that I see small business owners make when it comes to their email marketing. So this is a juicy one and I want to get stuck straight in. The first mistake, that I see small business owners make is sending newsletters. Now, imagine this is video and I have used the word, the quotation marks around the word newsletters. This is because um, traditionally it was all called, always called sending out new email newsletters and I still will use that term, newsletter. But what I'm sending and what modern business owners are sending, those that use email marketing in the modern way, are more like updates. They're more like love letters to their audience. Now, traditionally, it used to be um, that you would send a newsletter out and it was almost like a, you know, feature news articles of the week. So there used to be three stories, perhaps a featured product, things that are going on in your niche. Um, but that's not what people want anymore. Unless, of course, you are an actual like newspaper or a directory or the other exception is like a community organization where you want to get a roundup of things. Instead, I believe it is more important to send more emails less often and with less content in them. So, We want to keep in touch with our audiences, right? We want to um, speak to them on a regular basis and remind them that we exist. We We want to be helpful, of course, Um, but sometimes we try to overcompensate by having so much stuff in those emails thinking we need to have all the value for people to read them. But the truth is people are busy. They like to be told what to do. They like to have quick action, quick results, and sometimes they just want a warm hug or some positivity in their inbox. And so the way to do this is to keep your emails brief, to focus on one key action point, one key thing you want your audience to do, and that is your email. And then save the next thing for the next week. So, just think about some of the emails that you really love to receive, and you probably will realize that they are more letter style, quick update emails. And another note here is please don't actually refer to your email list, or what you are asking people to sign up for as your newsletter. Again, when people think of newsletter, they think of like newspapers and all the articles and all those overwhelming things. And unless they are absolute raving fans, they are not going to want to sign up to it. So have a think about that and instead refer to it as get our latest updates or get on our VIP list or join the club and make it sound more exclusive and interesting. So don't say newsletter say what it is that you're actually sending. So this leads into mistake number two, and that is focusing on creating pretty emails. So a lot of people spend a lot of time designing the most beautiful emails. Now, don't get me wrong. I like pretty design. I like clean design. I like things to look good. But the thing is, that doesn't always translate from your template design screen in your email software um, to Gmail or Outlook, etc. Firstly, if you are relying on a lot of images um, and someone opens their inbox and they you don't have the show images function turned on, then they see an extremely brief email. In fact, they might miss out on some of the most important information because I'm sure you've seen um, when you open an email in Outlook or Gmail, etc. there is this option that says, we have hidden images, do you want to view them? So unless they've got them turned on, they might miss um, that important information. Secondly, more images can equal less opens. So if you have lots of images or lots of links, mind you, in your emails, Gmail and Outlook will interpret it as a promotional email. Now, that doesn't mean it necessarily will go into spam, but it means most likely you will end up in the promotions or updates tab um, instead of the inbox where you want to be, which ultimately results in less opens because they can see it's a commercial style email. The emails that they do put in the inbox are those from your family and friends. So if you keep an email really brief and mostly text-based, which is maybe 20% image, you can see that your chances of getting to the inbox are higher because they look and feel like a personal email from a friend. So just focus on having it really well laid out. Yes, use a little bit of color, maybe have a nice design button, maybe a banner or maybe a product image. Like, but just use lots of white space and clean, easy-to-read writing and bold fonts and different things like that to make your emails look good. But don't be thinking you have to have this full-on professionally designed thing. Now, mistake number three, sending too few emails. So here's the truth with this one. Sending only occasional emails equals subscribers thinking you are spammy. Yes, you heard that right. So often, people don't send emails because they are worried about appearing as spammy. But sending them more often um, actually decreases this chance. So this is for two key reasons. First reason is for deliverability. So I mentioned in the previous episode um, where I spoke about deliverability that sending more infrequent emails means that every time you send an email out, they're judging you on your deliverability every single time. So the Gmails, Outlooks, et cetera. But if you are consistent and you are just showing up every week, um, just sending just to a few more subscribers every single week, your deliverability rates will stay pretty consistent um, and therefore the chances of going to spam uh, is less likely. Another key reason is that if you only email like every three months or something like that, um, then people might forget. They signed up to your list in the first place and then they might actually report you as spam because they're going, okay, I never signed up for this. So we need to think about that as well. So again, we want to be focusing on sending less content more often. Plus, um, you by sending more emails, it also forces you to think outside the box when it comes to the content you are sending. So you might be, um, be okay, well, I want to send out a sales email once a month okay, if I will need to sell emails fortnightly or even weekly, what would I send instead? You would feel uncomfortable sell, selling every single week in that instance. Instead, you might be like, okay, what other value can I provide? And it forces you to think outside the box a little bit. So sending less more often means firstly, you don't overwhelm your subscriber with a lot more info in one email. You stay top of mind um, and you become more like a friend they converse with frequently. Um, Plus, of course, you can always focus on one call to action at a time. And as I mentioned, you are compelled to create content that isn't just about selling. So my one encouragement to you, um, if this is you, is just to start increasing your frequency um, just that little bit. So if you're sending monthly... Try fortnightly for a little bit and see how you go. Now, if it's been a long time since you sent an email, um, don't worry. I do have you covered. Make sure you check out the previous episode I did about how to re-engage your list. And I give some guidance and advice on how to get started again in a really feel-good way. And then you can continue on. Okay, mistake number four. Are you ready for it? Not selling. So, this is kind of the opposite end of the spectrum, right? Where some people really, really think, okay, I don't want to come across as salesy or spammy. So, they never, ever mention how you can work with them or buy from them. So, there is that extreme as well. But the truth is that selling is your best act of service. What's the best way you can help someone overcome a challenge or frustration they have? them paying you. So whether that's um, purchasing a product that will have, that provides a solution to a problem they're having, or whether that means going through um, a service and sort of coaching with you or purchasing a course or program, those by taking that action and going through those um, courses or purchasing your product, they get their solution. There's only so much you can do with free content. Um, People are not, don't, have the buy-in with free content. They don't have the commitment. Plus, obviously, they don't have you coaching beside them or your product to actually do it. So if you truly want to help people, you do need to sell to them. Now, that does not mean it has to be sleazy. In fact, um, there are five different ways um, that you can sell without being pushy. The first one is using the PS method. So this is just where in any email, after you sign off, you say, P.S., if you want to book a discovery call with me, here is the link to do so. So the email itself could be focused around anything else, and it's just there in the P.S. Um, similar to this is you could just have in the footer. Um, some product, some featured products or a shop now button or something that shows this is where you can go next if you are ready, but it's not the focus of the email. So people is just planting the seed and they know where to go if they want more help. The second option is to only sell in every second, third or fourth email. So if you're pretty consistent in showing up with your emails, say, okay, you know what? Every third email, I want to have a focus on selling. And that doesn't mean it has to be a blatant buy me, buy me, buy me. It can just be a great story, like a success story of a client or a past student, or it could be introducing some concepts and say, if you want help with this, this is how you can do it. The third option is using an open closed cart model. Um, So this is a launch based business model where people can only purchase your product or service or your course during a short period of time. Sorry, excuse the dog shaking in the background. Um, So The key here, though, is that yes, you will have a more intense sales period where there's a week or two where you're sending all sales emails. The key is that in between, you are giving people the option to, uh, you were sending them the content um, that is all valuable, that's helpful, and that you're showing up for them without asking for anything in return. And Then during the launch as well, you can also include a option to opt out of just those promotion emails, and then they'll still get the other value in between until they are ready to buy. The fourth option is to use automations or segmenting to target only those who are most interested. So you don't have to just rely on your campaigns or your promotions to do the selling for you. Instead, you can have automations do this. So, of course, the first most common one is your welcome series. So, at the end of your welcome saying, hey, if you want to buy from me, here's how to do so. Um, but you can also use automations like abandoned cart, um, like Browse Abandonment, if someone visits a web page um, and then they don't purchase or they don't book f- book. You can send them an email saying, hey, do you want um, more support with that? Do you have any questions? Um, You can have some post-purchase upsell emails. You can also have replenishment reminders or rebooking reminders. Um, Make sure you check out um, the automations episode for more on this. But if you have a lot of these automations set out, then you are doing the sales to the people who are actively interacting and engaging with your brand or most likely to purchase at any given time. So that reduces the reliance on you having to send out promotions. Then option five is use a combination of the above. So you can use the PS. You can also sell in every second, third or fourth email and you can use automations as well. And if once you layer these in, you'll see how much more sales you are getting in your business. And it's not being pushy because you are not. every email is no longer dedicated to buy my thing, buy them, my thing, buy my thing. And one more um, word here is please don't apologize for it. Like if you are selling, don't apologize for it. You've got to remember that act of service that you are providing them. So there you have it. The four biggest mistakes that I see small businesses make. The first one, sending newsletters in quotation marks, sending pretty emails. Number three is sending too few emails. And number four is not selling. So which one? Um, are you guilty of? I would love to know. And my encouragement to you is just to take that one small step to improve that. Now, if you want guidance with any of this, um, I cover these points in great depth with lessons, tech tutorials, and even um, like email templates and email scripts that you can use inside of the email experience. My online email marketing membership that helps you serve your subscribers with open-worthy emails, surprisingly simple automation, and offers that all one step at a time. So if you want me to guide you through all of this, make sure to check that out at yalkion.com forward slash email experience. Or you can also grab my freebie, which is 80 plus fill in the blank email ideas. So if you want some ideas of what to send, um, you can grab that too at yalkion.com forward slash ideas totally for free. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'd love to hear from you about what you have enjoyed from this episode or what you want to know more about. So please find me on Instagram at Yael Keone, all one word, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Easy Email Marketing. It's an absolute honor that you chose to listen. If you love this episode, then it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review so that others can find this podcast and make their email marketing easy too. Finally, make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Until next time, have an awesome day and make sure to keep showing up and serving in those inboxes.